Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. Why'd you put so much emphasis on ending? That was Because I get excited. Was that excitement? Yeah. Then, if you say, say so. Say your goddamn name. I'm Evan. And I'm Ronnie. This is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. However, before we get into that, there are rumors that Oprah is going to run for president in 2020, and I just think that we can brainstorm some other reality TV stars or like TV show hosts that would also make a great president. So that we can sure. demonstrate that we haven't learned our lesson? Well, like, Trump is a reality TV star, and I think he's doing a pretty bang-up job. Um, at what? At doing everything terribly. <laughs> so why not just pick... Uh, some other people that would be better than him. I mean, did, oh, that's such a low bar. Well, I know. I mean, that's like, that's, that's be the country we're living in now, though. That's 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 the reality we have to accept. A lizard trapped inside of a sock would be doing a better job. But that's not a reality TV show. Yeah. Oh, so could be. There's a game. I'm gonna make we're a playing new, a game. I'm gonna make a new TV show called <laughs> Lizard, lizard in, in a Sock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it here on Ending Pending because it'll only last one season. Yeah, I, but it'll it'll be a hell of a season. It will. I, this one's not like even all that funny. It's like actually pretty genuine because he's actually a pretty smart dude. Um, but it would fit within the milieu of our, our broken, broken country right now. What about Jerry Springer? Oh, God. I don't know yeah. anything about him as a person, so I can't really... I, I am familiar with his television show, but sure, to sure. be honest with you, I, I'm sure that is a persona for like the world. I have no idea what Jerry Springer is actually like. He did actually make a run for Senate a couple years ago. Really? Um, of I, I believe in... I, I don't know. I guess in California. I don't know exactly where Jerry Springer lives. Anything's fine um, in California. Just anything flies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but apparently he's, like, a very, very intelligent dude. I don't know anything about his politics, um, but he's definitely better than that Mari Povich guy, so. I would legit vote for uh, Jeff Probst if he ran. Um, If only because then I could pretend I was on Survivor in the voting booth. Ah. And I was voting, like, for him to win. The million, sure. like if I was on I the mean, jury at the season finale. I was going to say, that's not how Survivor works at all, but I, I'm, well, I'm no, at the end, yeah, they, the they, end, you vote yeah. for who you want to win. Okay, okay. But also, literally every single person I've ever voted for has lost, so. Wow. I'm starting to get a You're little mush. superstitious, yeah. Um, Evan, who, who's your reality TV star pick? I don't know. Um... Who's that dude from Fear Factor that smokes all the weed? I don't is it, know. Is that Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe Rogan. You can pick him. He's great. The He's only like a lot the of only weed. like reality TV personality I'm thinking of right now is Stacy London from uh, from uh, uh, What Not to Wear. <laughs> what about one of the people from like Great British Bake Off? Who's that cool lesbian? They're British, though. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! That's I guess true. I guess that is an entrance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Believe uh, me, I would I would write in Mary Berry every single year if I could, <laughs> if I thought I had a did chance. You, did you guys see the tweet where that douchebag from the Jersey Shore was explaining global change. warming yeah. to Trump? Yeah. 
That was so yeah. discouraging. Oh, we should we should probably stop saying global warming also because okay. that is just further the, misleading people about how it actually works. But yeah, the, the fuckers from the Jersey Shore are teaching our president how climate change works. Yeah, there's some up there's some upstanding dudes. They've uh, they've matured in the uh, in the past are six or seven sure? years. Are you sure? I don't know. More so than the president of our United States of America. <laughs> okay, yeah, more character growth certainly. I don't know if they're. Uh, they're genuinely good people, but definitely it, better character arc thus what it, far. What about any of the Mythbusters? Like, Ooh, any yeah. of them. They'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Science-based dudes? Oh, I love Adam Savage so much. Yeah, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a good egg. I would vote for Grant Imahara because he would build a, a robot army. For our, like, you know, he would end all I, wars. I did have problems with Obama's drone program, and that's basically a robot army, but I would trust Grant's robot army. Yeah, I mean he, he, <laughs> that's his campaign slogan. Trust Grant's robot army. <laughs> <laughs> he personally built the. Anyway, let's let's talk about this show that's not about robots. Oh, I wish the show was about robots. Yeah, no, actually, no, you don't though. You don't because would be impro- we just did that for three months. <laughs> but, <laughs> three months. <laughs> feels like it. Uh, uh, before before I have Evan give the synopsis. Uh, this episode we're covering. The first three episodes of Selfie, which is a show starring John Cho and Amy Pond, and um, it's it's the TV show that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Evan, uh, you're up. I actually, I didn't write separate synopses for each episode because all of them follow pretty much the same pattern, and there's not really like there's not really like any kind of important progression from one to the next so the the premise is uh karen gillen does something vapid john cho says don't do that karen gillen points out that he's a wet blanket or some other factor points out that he's a wet blanket he has some introspection on being a wet blanket and then neither of them change much that's that's what happens in every episode thus far First, first episode, it was triggered because Karen Gillan was sleeping with a married guy and then puked on herself on a plane, and everyone laughed at her. And then second episode is because she was um, sleeping with some other dude. And then I don't even remember what prompted it in the third episode, but it was the same thing. Third episode was she was eating food in the fridge. Oh, right. She was stealing, to the, she was stealing yeah. someone's food. and then She, was, she had made an enemy. And yeah. uh, and it was her job, her duty to uh, to make that enemy a frenemy. <laughs> yeah, she did something vapid, and then John Cho was like, "Don't do that." She attempted to make amends and didn't do a very good job. And John Cho reflected on how he was a wet blanket, and then they carried on doing what they do. That's that's pretty. That's pretty much to the point. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened every episode. Um, we will talk about each of these episodes probably a little bit more in depth than what we did not didn't like. Uh, so let's jump right into that. Evan. Yes. <laughs> I love this new response from you. I love this new yes you're giving me. Um, what, what worked in these three episodes for you? Uh, I love John Cho. John Cho's great. Um, John Cho's great? I mean, he's... I don't know that his character is real interesting, but he is a compelling enough actor that uh, I I care about him anyway. Um, the show is kind of trying to have a message, I guess, about like 
don't be self-centered. And also, technology is bad for you. But um, I think that's a little patronizing. But it's trying. It's trying. Um, couple of the jokes land. Yeah. <laughs> some of them. Some of them are funny. I had a little. I had a little chortle at a couple of jokes, but like. I don't know. I don't have a lot of good things to say. All the episodes felt the same. And, like, also, I don't feel like they're they're doing much. I don't feel like much is going on. All right, let's move on to somebody else. Maybe somebody else has better Sure, sure. Andy. Uh, yeah, Ronald. What worked for you? Not a whole lot. Um, I really like John Cho. Uh, I feel like he's always uh, compelling. Um... Karen Gillan is also great. Uh, she's real cute. Even when she's being incredibly vapid, she's a cutie. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their boss is Martian Manhunter and Friar Tuck. And hmm. seeing him in this like weirdly enthusiastic CEO position where he's very clearly like kind of out of touch with his... Uh, employees is really funny. Um, I liked the. I really liked the scene in the third episode where he's asking people to like grab each other's faces and rate them. It's incredibly awkward, but I could totally see uh, like a boss doing something fucking stupid and absurd like that. Um, there was a joke where. Uh, Nebula was walking and texting at the same time and she got she was like oh like if there was you know I'm sure there would be a sign if I wasn't supposed to be like sexting this weird dude and she gets hit by a fucking car and then gets up and is like explaining how that clearly wasn't a sign from the universe and then she falls down a manhole and that was a really good joke like I I had a strong giggle at it yeah, I agree. Seeing seeing Karen Gillan, well, not Karen Gillan as a person, but Karen Gillan's character that she plays in this show, um, be badly injured was, <laughs> <laughs> was definitely the the most amusing part. Those two scenes, and um, those three actors. That's about it. That's all I got. Ronald. Everyone's like yeah. sheep, sheepishly lapsing into silence, like, uh, uh. <laughs> Ronald, what did you like, buddy? I mean, I didn't like a lot. I feel like I liked more than you guys, but I didn't like a lot. I think that the supporting cast is really good, <clears throat> which is not to say that John Cho and Karen Gillan aren't good. I don't think that their characters are well developed and thought out, but I'll talk about that more later. But as Andy, as you said, the CEO guy. Um, Martian Manhunter. Char- Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, Charmonique, uh, the receptionist. Um, the, like, Twee Book Club. Um, I liked them a lot. I, I don't know how you guys them. felt about I hate them Did so you? much. See, oh, let let me, wait for my negatives, make, Ronnie. Let me make a case for okay, the Twee Book you Club. You do it in your likes, and I'm going to eviscerate them sure, in my dislikes. Sure, sure, sure. They're terrible. They're awful. But... And, and, like, that is a culture that, like, exists. It's, like, the, you know, hipster, but, like, too cute to be real hipster, too sweet to be real. But, like, 
what doesn't exist in real life is any self-awareness whatsoever. These girls, like the lines that they have of just like, wow, no one's asked to join your book club before. Like the idea that all of these girls have somehow been like tricked into joining this book club and the girl like that randomly just carries around a ukulele because it's so, it's so on the nose. And when she walks in and, you know, she's like, uh, you know, sorry, I smell like, or, or I, I was just at Goodwill. Sorry, I smell like dead people. And they're like, oh, we all do. Like, they're like so self-aware of their nonsense, but that's just like their lot in life. Self-awareness is something that I value like above most things in life. Um, I did like the bit about the you get a rom-com movie moment. Like, I didn't get a rom-com. Yes, yes. That yes. was a good, <laughs> that was a funny bit. That was a good bit. I've been here for three months and she gets a Jerry Maguire moment. Um, yes. So like, I think that those moments are like are present and I like, you know, cause there's a lot of people that are like within that culture that are just like, this is just what life is. And you know what? We're just all walking through this crazy thing called life. And it's like, no, they all understand that they're like ridiculous and they lean into it. And I, and I, I enjoy it. I've got lots more to say about the comparisons between this show and my fair lady and why I feel one works and one's not quite working just yet. But before we get there, why don't we head over to Evan? Yeah. yeah stop showing me working? the tweets. <laughs> um, first of all, why is Eliza so fucking racist? Oh my god, like, it's awful. Why? Okay. Um, she... The first time I was like, whoa, that's pretty racist. And the second time I was like, evidently, this is a theme. Um, can I can I describe what the two jokes were? Yeah, you can you can take that. The the one joke was, ha ha, black people have silly names. And then the other joke was, ha ha, Asian people work in sweatshops. And like, she'd be fired. Like, you can't say that shit to your... Co-workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was already being a dick to uh, Charmonique, who's the the receptionist, who is black. She's terrific. Yeah, she is. She, she is, is a good a character, actually. Um, but like, uh, John Cho's character like made some remark on her not re- like, on Karen Gillan's character not remembering her name, and uh, she was like, uh, "In my defense, it's not like that's even a real name." So it was worse even than, haha, black people have silly names. It was, I would argue it was worse than that. And then... But, like, that's the punchline of the joke. Like, well, that's yeah. what the audience is supposed to find funny, is like, oh, yeah, black people do have silly names. I feel like there's a way and to... like, holy shit! Even that joke you could deliver in a less, uh, a less offensive way than that, I think, even though it's a terrible, inherently uh, racist joke. But, yeah, it was just about the worst way you could deliver it. And then uh, she says something about, like, her clothes being made in sweatshops. And then she turns to John Cho's character, who is obviously Asian, and goes, I'm sorry about your people. <laughs> Didn't she ask if it was a family member? Like, wasn't it oh, even no, worse she than said, that? No, she said, I'm sorry about your family. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the biggest problem I have with those two jokes is that they're both framed to be um, just another part of her silly, vapid personality. Like, oh, haha, like, she likes texting, 
and then like oh haha like she thinks like black people don't have real names or oh, haha like she thinks all asian people are related and work in sweatshops and like it it's literally framed the same way as like ha 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 like i just sent a topless pic to my booty call who is also an employee at work and except like, what i will say is the show itself treats the racist comments like this is fine. This is not a thing. The people who are offended are kind of like mildly offended and they move on. But when she does send a topless pic to a coworker, it's like the sky is falling down mm-hmm. because her being a virtuous woman <laughs> is more important than her being not a huge racist is what the show posits. And that's the problem I have. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's all framed wrong, like right. within the narrative. The equivalencies that are drawn in this show between, like, her vapidness, which, like, yeah, isn't great, but is not, like, the criminal offense that everyone in the show treats it like, and everything else that is actually awful is just complete nonsense. Yeah. Um, Also, I feel like plot-wise, it's just pretty weak. First of all, she hit rock bottom in, like, the first eight minutes of the first episode, and, like, I feel like it should have taken her an entire episode to realize, like, oh, maybe I'm not quite going about life the right way. You know, like, I didn't I didn't connect with her at all. Like, I mean, she's kind of unlikable to begin with, but I didn't connect with her because she was just suddenly like, oh, everything's falling apart and this is the worst. Like, this is the moment we reach her at. And, like, that doesn't, we don't connect with her in any way. And then she doesn't, like, make a sincere effort. Like, she goes to John Cho's character, which is out of nowhere, because, like, they didn't... Clearly, on the plane, at the very first scene, they didn't know each other. And then she immediately thinks, like, Aha! That's the guy who's going to turn my life around. He happens to be a co-worker. How convenient. And, um... Like, also, her reason for picking him is really arbitrary. Like, he works in marketing, and he made a nasal spray sound good, or something like that. So, he's going to revamp my personal image. And then, in spite of going to him for help, like, she doesn't listen. Like, she, like she's not improving at all. Like, she's not earnest in her, like, attempts to be better at stuff. She's just like, this is dumb. You're a wet blanket. As though she's been, as though she's been landed with him, like, by circumstances beyond her control. When it's like, no, you went to him for advice. Like, what are you doing? Um... Also, uh, just about their relationship to, to tag in here. Um, his shortcomings are framed to be just as egregious as hers. Yep, I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. You can have that um, one. And, like, yeah, like, he's not the greatest dude ever, but him caring too much about work and... Like Eliza just being the shittiest person ever are not the same thing. And the show very much is like, look, they're helping each other learn and grow. And it's like, no, John Cho just didn't like Facebook. Like, he's got a lot of responsibilities on the enterprise. Let him do his shit. Like, Starfleet needs him. And Karen Gillan, like, I don't know, like, ruining someone's wedding is a significantly worse thing. Yeah, um, they're, they're sort of, I guess, meant to be, like, a foil to each other, but they're not. 
Uh, also, I just want to point out that she's like, she's a perfectly functional human being. Like, yes, she, yes, go she, with this, go, go, go. She, uh, she's like, she, they keep remarking on how she's the top salesperson at her job, and like, she's, you know, she's, besides being rude, she's not hurting anyone. Like, she's, she's got money. She's got her own place. Like, she's got. Like, besides being addicted to technology, like, she seems to have her shit together. So, like, I, um, I don't know. With how expensive what? her clothes are and, like, her apartment, like, she's clearly making bank at that company. Like, on commish. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I agree. Like, one of the things that I wrote in here is that everyone is free to judge Eliza for any reason for whatever and it's never like the right reasons it's always like oh she's addicted to instagram but the second eliza passes judgment on somebody else it's as if the entire place is burnt down in a fire and we have to you know pin it on eliza it's it's so maybe maybe there's something to be said there about women and culture and how that's generally how you know the 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 line they have to walk um but it is absolutely infuriating what you were talking about evan is like is spot on like we have this dichotomy of of henry john cho's character and and eliza and the show doesn't really glorify either lifestyle it certainly like points out the the bad parts of both but definitely we are supposed to like want eliza to to be a little bit more like john cho Mm-hmm. John Cho is supposed to have the more appealing life because, you know, even though he works hard, it's still, you know, it's 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 safe and it's comfortable. And every time we see Eliza even make a motion towards that, it's like you hear like angelic music. The, the second where she goes through the makeover uh, with the, the, the Twee book club and she comes out and it's like, oh, my goodness, Eliza's suddenly valuable because she's wearing a dress that's not revealing and isn't wearing makeup she she no, has value she it's, is it's wearing amazing. makeup actually that was another thing i was gonna say that i was like uh after her make under or whatever she's wearing just as much if not more makeup it's just That's in fair. in That's nude fair. tones now yeah like she That's is fair. she is every bit as instagrammable as she was before it's not like they were like just wear jeans one day you know like just just go out like without doing your hair like no they they fucking spent forever doing her up just in a slightly different style and that's supposed to be better like it's this is a more i don't know right. wholesome exactly exactly like it sh- you look more wholesome right therefore it's you're Christian doing better amish porn instead of you porn right it like the the it's poem more like that hipster john porn she just looks like a hipster now instead of like you know well, I was yeah. just saying, it's the same thing. It's just packaged differently. Yeah. Right, right. The the poem that John Cho gives her about, like, how to dress for the wedding, about, like, oh, don't have cleavage and don't wear anything sleazy and just don't show any skin. And it's just like, this is so gross. Like, like I'm glad that John is, like, starting to, to fall away from that character type of just, like, the stodgy, you know, Oh, I'm I'm Gen X and I don't understand these millennials and oh my goodness, I'm I'm a slut shaming piece of shit. Like 
I'm, I'm glad he's like starting to move away from that. But I almost feel like the only reason he's doing that is because he's clearly starting to develop feelings for Eliza, and that's gross too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> last thing, there's certainly more to be said about uh, like Eliza's life, but. Uh, last thing that I found annoying, um, the show's real patronizing about, like, yep. technology. Like, oh, you're, like, John Cho's, like, he has, he has a minor, like, uh, like, all your problems are solved now arc where everybody's, like, everyone's, like, teasing him for not being on Facebook. So overnight, he gets, like, obsessively addicted to Facebook. Like, he joins Facebook, and then he just, like, is, like, following everyone and, like, creeping on his ex-girlfriends and stuff like that. And then, like, the very next day, he's just like, nope, I've quit Facebook. And that's, like, supposed to be his his journey. Like, right. Facebook sucks. Like, uh, I was I was right all along. Facebook's right. not for me. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, it's just sneering at, like, millennials, basically. Like, Because if the show was, like, balanced, it would have him get really into Facebook and use it for some kind of good. And so him and Eliza could bond over that kind of new thing that he learned. But it's just, like, he kind of takes a step in that direction and goes, oh, no, no. This thing that Eliza likes is awful, just like we've always thought. <laughs> I, yeah. did, I did really like how... Um, the, like, middle management boss that's above Eliza, um, it turns out she was addicted to Yelp. Yeah, Where, like, everyone has, like, their thing. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what the show is saying. Like, this lady looks down on Eliza for Instagram, but she uses Yelp religiously. And I feel like that was kind of a good message. But, um... Yeah, I agree. I, For the most part, the show is really, really patronizing. And right. About like, that. And, uh, and Evan, you work in marketing, right? I do. do. Do you think there's a possibility? Now, this guy is not like some guy who's been in the marketing game for like the past 50 years. Is there a marketing person in a, in a company today who does not at least understand the merits of Facebook and social media or, or how it generally works, even you, you if they gotta, don't use it actively. You gotta use the social media. Even if you're, uh, even if your company is not hip, uh, I work for a software company and we exclusively sell to laboratories and we're on social media cause you gotta mm -hmm. be for SEO, Google profiling reasons. So like, yeah, there's it's, no, there's no way, no way that John Cho would be a functional right. marketing professional uh, in modern society without at least having a working knowledge of how Facebook works. He's probably been in the game for like 15 years and like clearly he is an expert and he is the guy as far as this company is concerned and this company does well and he's just like what's the internet? How, how do I figure this out? I don't like, know how to get I do imagine Facebook. that piloting the enterprise with as little technology Too as he crickets. clearly has like, that's got to have been difficult for him to have gotten through Starfleet. Honestly, I'm just glad we're not talking about Kingsman. Um, <laughs> Andy. Yeah. yeah. And you've you've given some of your, your points away, but what didn't work about these three episodes for you? Uh, I'm going to touch on stuff that Evan didn't touch on, which he, he okay. saved me a healthy healthy morsel to, to chew on. I mean, there's plenty to... There's so much. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the the two biggest things that like Eliza does that are just like inexcusably terrible are ruin the wedding. Like that was fucking garbage of her. And like she was like, oh, I thought it was on silent and like Teehee. Like, no, like you were playing Candy Crush really loud during their vows. You don't do that. That's not okay. And I really feel like it wasn't quite addressed. Like, instead of apologizing, she was kind of like, oh, well, like, they had feelings, and I had feeling, I had feels, and it made me sad. So I went on my phone. And, like, she doesn't really apologize for it. Um, at least not in any sort of sincere way. And then the boss, like her enemy in episode three, like, you're stealing her food. That's not, you don't do that. Like, that's a really shitty thing to do to your coworker and to your boss. Yeah. Like, that, that part just felt like the, the, I, I'm giving her more credit for the the flashback, like, this is why I'm this way kind of stuff than you guys are. But the stealing someone's food just seemed like, didn't even seem like it was, like, absolutely terrible, which it was. It just seemed so out of character. Like, it didn't really make sense that she would be doing that. Um, the I think the problem is that, like, instead of her personal journey being about, uh, like, being better to other people and, like, improving her relationships for the sake of other people and, like, giving them some attention for a change once in a while. All of those situations where she's being shitty to other people is mostly used to frame whatever her problem is. Like, it, it all reflects back on her. Like, oh, I'm sad because I didn't get enough attention as a child or, or whatever. Like, it's not about her being a better person for the sake of other people. It's about her being uh, a better person for the sake of making herself feel better. No, I get it. I get it. And, like, the reason, the reason she was, like, taking her boss's food, at least the first time, was because she went to, like, some sort of, like, Pilates Zumba class or something. And then, like, forgot to eat lunch and got to work and was starving. And literally the boss, like, walked up and was like, oh, you're eating Joan's food? And she was like, yeah, don't tell Joan. And she's like, I'm Joan. And, like, right there is when you go, oh, I'm sorry. Here, like, I was starving. Can I take you to lunch because I ate your food? And right. instead she was just like, Oh, ha, 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 like, fuck you. Yeah. And, like, that's not how you talk to a coworker or a right. boss. And that's, it was just so over the top and right. shitty. Like, that's a shitty thing to do is to steal your right. coworker's food. And when she's eating the sandwich, like, in the present day, that's where I feel like it was just, like, a bad joke. Like, the joke just didn't work they were like trying to be like oh she did it again it's just like <laughs> that doesn't make sense like it, like especially to your point andy like if that happened even if she plays it off like oh it's not a big deal you're mortified and you never ever you make a point to never do that again like as 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 uh self-centered as she is like i still feel like you know she would avoid that kind of a conflict again yeah it's just it's 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 very bizarre to me right the stuff that like 
the inciting incidents for each of these plot points is not well written is not well like thought out and i can't tell like what is supposed to make eliza likable and what the audience is supposed to be like oh wow like she's a troublemaker like were we supposed to find it endearing that eliza was stealing someone's food because i right. kind of feel like we were supposed to be like haha like she got she got joan like but, i like, find it I endearing that she joan. yeah oh no joan's Joan's spot on, and Joan is even though she is, she is uptight. She is she's terrific, and like, I, what I found endearing was that when she you know Yelp stalked Joan and learned everything about her through her Yelp profile, like that's weird too, and it was an assignment for her to like befriend Joan basically. That was kind of cute though, yeah. Yeah, like she she like that went the, out of her way so that she could find a friend and she like she was excited about like the relationship she had with Joan now. Um be, and she, like she memorized everything. Like that's chalk it up to her being like a social media fanatic that she could was able to do that, but like generally like she she like studied and researched everything about this person so that, cuz that's how she thought that she could win her affection. And like that's sweet and like I'm starting to see that come out. But it's it's too hidden these like these bits that are just like oh man but she's still the worst right. Also, like that episode, uh, Sulu's job was to uh, like look after creepy dude. I'm just gonna call yeah. him creepy dude. Um, Larry, because creepy dude's wife was like gonna kick him out or divorce him or whatever. And creepy dude's awful. Like creepy dude is mm-hmm. uncomfortable and inconsiderate. And not a good friend, and not a good coworker, and John Cho being frustrated at Creepy Dude is framed again just as bad as Eliza, like being awful to Joan, and it's not the same scenario. Like, yeah. if Creepy Dude and Eliza were being framed the same, I think that would be appropriate. Because Creepy Dude is doing to John Cho awful things, just like Eliza is doing awful things to Joan. But, like, we're supposed to be like, oh, wow, like, Sulu and Nebula are the same, and they're fucking not. However, um, the stuff that I'm really mad at Amy Pond for, the show seems to gloss over, and then the show is really mad at. Shit, what's another Karen Gillan role? Jumanji. Um. <laughs> uh, the show is mad at Jumanji for, um, like, shit, like, taking selfies and, like, right. owning cute clothes and, like, doing her makeup. And, like, fuck that noise. Like, mm-hmm. none of the shit the show thinks is awful is actually awful about Eliza. And all the stuff the show frames is like, ha, 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 Eliza did this thing. I'm just like, no, that is what is terrible about this character. Right. Oh, it's frustrating. It's, um, it's like the, the very beginning is like they start to show Eliza's Instagram. The guy shows it to John Cho. And it's like one photo of her like it's like a tasteful nude, but not really nude because it's ABC. And then followed by like a picture of her breakfast of like her french toast 
and he like flips out about the French toast. And it's like, as somebody who like likes to Instagram their food and also respects a woman's right to be able to take whatever pictures of herself she damn well pleases, like these two things are not problems. And and, and like the, the equating of these two things is like, blah. Oh, I think it's episode two where um, she's like sexting that dude and like they're having like casual sex. And it's framed mm-hmm. as like the worst thing in the world where like, right, right. if you want to sex someone or have casual sex, you know, right. I'm not going to tell you not to. But right. at the end, um, she, uh, they're sitting and it's raining and John Cho is like, oh, hey, it's like the exact sort of rain you like. And it's, he, he remembered the phrasing on the rain app that she listens to, to like go to sleep or like relax and he's like, it's this rain, right? Like, it's the same rain. And she goes to take a selfie. And he's like, no, you'll ruin it. Like, just just enjoy the moment. And I was like, right. motherfucker, like, taking a selfie and, like, posting it on your Instagram is a way that, like, later right. you can go back and remember it. Like, Think about that sweet moment you had. Yeah, I do, like. I do I, that all the time. Like, it's, I mean, this is, like, a modern photo album that we have. Like, of course, it's visible to other people, generally speaking, unless you have a private Instagram. But, like, I have photos on my Instagram from all kinds of shit that I have wonderful, fond memories of doing. And I look back on it all the time, and I'm like, oh, wasn't that great when I did the thing? Like, so I was just, like, super frustrated that, like, that's literally the point of the app is to go back and remember like oh like that sweet time it rained and it was cute and like that's when i started having feelings for sulu and like (laughs) then i joined kingsman and like they wanted me to kill my dog and i didn't and that failed and but like that's the point of instagram is to go back and remember those moments and the show is like you're shitty if you take pictures you ruined the moment Earlier in the episode, when they talk about that rain app, she like very thoughtfully like tells her like the most calming thing, which she said is is light rain on windows or medium rain on rooftop with gutters overflowing. And he's like, "Oh, that's really nice." And she says, "Yeah, it's my my you know calming music app or whatever." And he's like, "Oh, that's pathetic. Delete that." And it's like, "Who the fuck are you? Like, what? Who?" It, it makes me so like the moments that she has when she like apologizes to John Cho for ruining the wedding, basically. Um, the things that she, like, comes to terms with it are all of my friends' names start with an at symbol, which is, like, for a lot of people, especially people with social anxiety, that's a very real thing, and that shouldn't be, like, a thing you have to apologize for. She gets all of her news from BuzzFeed, which they were part of the ones who broke the Steele dossier earlier last year. So, like, legitimate news source. Um, she has a negative Uber rating, which is like, yeah, that means you're crappy to Uber drivers. So that's not great. Um, and she's never shown up for jury duty, which like, I don't even think I've ever had jury duty and she's supposed to be like our age. So like, she, she just like the things that she, like I have scratched, like scratched in my notes right here. Eliza's online presence is valuable. That is a, a, a part of her character and that's okay. We don't need to completely erase that and talk about how she needs to find value in other things. I'd love if she tweeted about her podcast. Like she hasn't yet, and I'm a little a little salty at her for that. But um, you're salty at Eliza or Karen Gill? Oh, at, at Eliza. Like, okay. I would have really appreciated her. Like she's got a really strong 
online presence and if she sure, gave sure. ending pending a shout out that'd be great wait what kind of time loop are we in right now what do you i don't fucking know but that's my last complaint is that she hasn't tweeted about her podcast um gotcha. also um i do like that they gender brent eggsy i think that was a really like strong choice and is going to piss off a lot of fuck boys but um de-aging um Galahad was a strange choice, I feel like. I feel like John Cho's a bit too young to really play convincing Galahad. But we'll see where they go. John, uh, Ronnie, you shouldn't have said anything about about Kingsman, because now I know. No, I've been sitting on that joke all week. Um, (laughs) That's a little bit pathetic. Who is this joke for? Because I certainly didn't get it. Uh, A lot of our um, followers are are really going to appreciate it. I hope they like tweet about it. Then I hope they tweet about how I'm on. Jokes I'm are. on Twitter, guys. Uh, this show's inspired me. Make sure you like my shit. Yeah, we've taken the opposite message from the show, which is that um, we should tweet more. So I um New Year's like right around New Year's Eve. I think it was the day before. I was just like, damn, I miss Obama. So I tweeted at Obama, and I've been tweeting since then. Uh, Obama did not respond, which was okay, but you know. I'm back on Twitter now. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> anyway, Ronald, uh, you've kind of like been chiming in with Evan and I, but do you have anything else that this show fucking did terribly? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Let's hear it. So let me. I'll just do a a very brief comparison uh, between this show. And the show that created it, or the show that, like, you know, inspired it, uh, My Fair Lady, uh, a Broadway musical, a 1967 movie with Audrey Hepburn, I think it was. Kingsman! Um, stop it. Um, basically, similar to this, Henry Higgins, not Henry Higgs, Henry Higgins decides that the way that a person talks is the best indicator of their social class. And if you want people to climb up through the ranks, then they have to be able to speak correctly, which is very problematic and awful. Uh, but that's kind of, it's, it's, it's the comparison to John Cho's like, nope, we've got to, you've got to be sexually moral and, and all this. Um, in Selfie, Eliza wants people to care about her. She wants people to like her. And so she wants to be a better person. She wants, she literally says, please change me to John Cho. In My Fair Lady, Eliza Doolittle wants to be able to speak properly so that she can get a job at a florist. Like she wants to further her career. She wants him to teach her how to speak correctly so that she can take the next step in a job. Like the, like, even just starting from that point, this musical from like 1940 is like so much more progressive than this show. It's just like, I just want people to like me. I want people to, to, to be my friend, like change who the, who change everything about me so that that can happen. Um, the people around Eliza in my fair lady basically realize that she's a good person. And that just because she's a little crass with the way she speaks, um, doesn't make her a bad person. Whereas in um, in in Selfie, even though she is 
a bad person at some points. They don't care about that. They care about the fact that she's sexually immoral, um, that she wears clothes that people don't think are appropriate and, and speaks and, and uses social media and everybody is against her. And, and so there's no, there's no room for her to blossom or for her to grow. There's no one to like lend her a hand to pull her up because everyone is just like, no, you're still being not you wrong. You're still doing a bad job of being someone other than yourself. Um, and so like, yeah, I, I could I could go on and on about like exactly what makes My Fair Lady work and that makes this not work, but that's like a little brief synopsis of it. It's just like it it starts from a really insignificant point and doesn't really grow from there. Like I wrote down, I don't see how this show lasts 13 episodes. I'm really like interested to see where it goes because if you compare this to like Almost Human where there was like a Monster of the Week scenario – there's like a social media channel of the week. And it's just like, how long can that go on? How long can we talk about Facebook? And how long can we talk about like Yelp? And how long can we like, you know, deep dive into each of these platforms before it's just like we're doing the same yeah. episode over and over we, and over we got, again? We got sexting slash Facebook. We got right. Instagram. Did they do Instagram yet? I don't think they've talked about Instagram. The pilot was just like brief touch. And yeah. Oh, like also, I I fucking hate the book club characters. I didn't say that yet, and that's not connected to what you were just talking about. But like, I don't understand what the audience is supposed to feel for them. Like, during the makeover in episode two, it's kind of like, oh, like, these girls are kind of awkward, but, like, look at how caring they are. Like, they do Eliza's laundry and, like, dishes, and, like, they're helping her, like, they're just giving her clothes to wear and doing her makeup. Like, these girls are a bit strange, but look, like, they, they care so much and they're so helpful. And then episode three, they're really framed as antagonists, and they're just kind of mean and nasty, and I don't, I don't understand the purpose that they serve in the story or if they're there to teach Eliza a lesson or not. Like, I don't fucking know how to categorize them and they're not funny and they're, they're real extreme. Like yeah. everything about them is real, real extreme and like, fuck them, fuck them. They're not. Right. I don't. I, Ronnie, what is? I, I don't I understand say, like, what the show is. Ugh, I hate. I hate every time they're on screen. I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. They're... I like them a lot, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that what you what you landed on there is a very uh, important part of this whole conversation. Is that this show is chock full of extremes? Uh, whether it's the book club, whether it's Eliza and her, like I don't. I don't know anybody who is not strictly famous and, and, and makes a career out of their social media who uses social media the way Eliza does. She is a caricature of that kind of a person. John Cho, like we said, like he would have some kind of 
understanding of Facebook. He would he would know that. He's a caricature of an old, stodgy, like, boring person. There's no one to be an audience surrogate for us, so there, it's hard to feel anything for the characters in the show because we don't have an entry point. I, Everything is is so, so foreign and so to every extreme. Cre- creepy Dude is a caricature of, like, that awkward yes. co-worker. Yes. Joan is a caricature of any woman in power. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Friar Tuck slash Martian Manhunter is a caricature of like a likable Michael Scott. I feel like he's yeah. just like that enthusiastic boss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Sharmanique Sh- um, Sh- is probably the closest we have to a real person, and but she's to a real person. She's just a caricature like, of a sassy black woman too. I was right. going to say, and she's barely I, I on don't, the screen. I don't think they developed that very well. She no, is, no. she is likable. She's one of the few really likable characters. The only right. two right. likable characters, in my opinion, are the CEO and Sharmanique. Like, yeah, I like Joan, but the show wants you to hate Joan and frames her as very negative. Right. And um, I hate Larry, and I think the show is supposed to make you like want to laugh at Larry. Like I think he's comic relief, but I just I fucking hate him. And I think the book club is supposed to be likable. Like I think the show is trying to frame them as like they're a good influence in episode two, but episode three they're they're definitely antagonists as well. Like I don't think the show has figured out where it's trying to frame them. I just find them completely despicably awful yeah yeah i really fucking hate them ronnie i listen i feel like you're just saying that to hurt my feelings no i'm not i i want i endured i endured enough about your your shit talk about bob in um the dresden files that i'm i'm taking a stand i am taking i swayed on bob i started liking bob yeah we we both came around on bob and i might come around on this god forsaken book club i will say this i will say this that if i if i watched 20 minutes of my fair lady and walked out i'd say boy that was a pretty crappy musical i don't like that at all um we are only three episodes in yeah that's an hour that's an hour and nine minutes well it's an hour and nine minutes of this show but in the you know in the comparison to a, a two and a half hour musical we're only like 10 to 20 minutes in Oh, uh, that's not how that works. I don't know math. <laughs> also, I haven't given up on this show yet. Like, I'm really hoping it turns things around. But that book club is is is. Every time they're on screen, I I think about. Don't even horrible. act like they're the worst part. I I mean they're they're not the worst part, but I I very much dislike them. Can I, uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll cut this back in, back to where my point. Yeah. Can I talk about Freddy for a second? Which one's Freddy? Freddy is, uh, President Sweet Potato. The fuck? Did that help at all? No. Uh, the, the, the <laughs> uh, Freddy is the, uh, fucking. the booty call. Oh, okay. Yeah, the booty call in episode two, I guess it is. Sure. Um, Freddy is actually a character in My Fair Lady. Oh, cool. Um, Freddy is a, a, a rich, dumb guy who takes an interest in Eliza Doolittle um, after, only after she's at a racetrack and she drops all of her, like, very uh, proper speaking to, like, holler at a racehorse because she thinks she might win. And she goes, like, full-blown, like, you know, Cockney accent. And he loves it. Like, he falls in love with that. And, like, the idea being that, like, oh, this person who, like, 
sees value in her even if she isn't proper and isn't like exactly who the world thinks she should be. Cut to selfie where Freddie is just a booty call and doesn't see the value in Eliza until she changes everything she is. And and at the end when she's like, you know, not been uh, spending time with him um, and then, you know, and, and makes him like work for it. Then he's like, oh, I thought we might go out on a date. Or something like that. Um, and and what makes me even more angry is that the entire episode is built around like, you're being sexually immoral by sleeping around with this guy. You need to to make him, you know, not do this to you. The onus is on you. And what makes it okay at the end is that this person, this man who is doing the exact same thing she is, Oh, well, he has value. He finds value in Eliza now. So now it's okay. So now it's great, even though he's the exact... What matters is this man's opinion when this man is the the male counterpart of Eliza. It makes me so mad. Do you guys understand what I'm saying there? Um, like, It's like what, what you know, the, the episode ends with like this real sweet moment of like, oh, now you've... You and endeared the attention of the man slut. So, you know, we understand his opinion is valid because, you know, he's a man. And so now you can be valid as well. Yeah, they give you no reason to like Freddie or to think that he's a good no, person. He's, he's, he's terrible. He's just as vapid as she is. He's, exactly. he's making terrible jokes. But, like, yeah, I was fully expecting that episode to go the direction of, like, wow, he's boring, actually. Right. And, like, just to realize, like, maybe I do need a relationship, but with somebody better than that guy. Right. And what the show needs is somebody like Freddie, not Freddie, but like Freddie in My Fair Lady to look at her and say, you know, everyone gives you a really hard time, but, like, I think that your Instagram's pretty cool. And, like, immediately she becomes more likable. There's an audience surrogate, and and we move from there. Like, it, it's just, like, it's so so obvious also um (laughs) it could use some gadgets like i know that when they like daniel craig bond they removed kind of the gadgets for casino royale hey uh hey evan hey evan i feel like the remake of kingsman could still yeah could have kept those gadgets yeah ronnie yeah ronnie is it working evan is it working no it's bad I don't want to keep watching it. I'm only going to keep watching it because I have to for the podcast, and that is the litmus test. I feel like, um, yeah, I'm not interested in it. I don't. I don't care about any of the characters. They generally annoy me, and I'm stuck watching it now. Great. I hope it improves, but I'm not optimistic. Andy. Yeah. Is it working? Okay, here's the deal, and like I gotta, I gotta say this, and I know I said it in the Dresden Files, but I really wanted this sh- podcast to be something positive, and to mostly cover shows that were really great that I that I enjoyed or that you know we all enjoyed, and uh, you know shine a light on hidden gems. You know there are great shows out there that only lasted a single season. I. F- fucking despise cinema sins and that brand of like negative reviewing um and i went into selfie thinking oh this is going to be something different it's a different genre than we're used to it's not the type of show that i would probably really watch on my own 
and I wanted to like it. I wanted to, you know, be like, look at this funny comedy. Like it's got, it's got John Cho and it's got Karen Gillan, you know, and there's some good genre actors in there, even though it's not a genre show and it's a good show. Three episodes in, fuck this show. Fuck it. It's not good. It's not, I have not enjoyed myself. I was dreading doing the podcast tonight because I really did not enjoy these three episodes. And maybe it'll get better, and maybe I won't have to swear as much next week or drink as much to do this podcast. But uh, as of right now, this show is not working, and it should not have gotten 13 episodes. Hey, Ron. Yeah? After all that that I just said, uh, I think Evan has a question for you. Sure. Oh, I have the question? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Ronnie, is it working for you, Ronnie? No. Like I said, like if, if you know, whatever mathematical equivalent to a two and a half hour musical three episodes of a 13 show TV series is like, I would not be satisfied with My Fair Lady at this point. So like I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it more than you guys. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm certainly enjoying it more than you guys. And I and I have a lot of, I have a lot of faith, just based on like what I've heard about the show, some of the things I've read about the show, um, and like just the natural like realizing that like this is not sustainable, this path that we're on, and something is going to break in some kind of direction. Um, I have faith that it's going to get better, um, but at this point, if it wasn't for the fact that it was based on My Fair Lady, I I would. I wouldn't want to watch anymore. I do and, have uh, friends that really liked it. That's what I'm saying. I think that, like, I don't know. I, Maybe I, your I'm friends very are very interested to see. I'm very <laughs> interested fair. to see how we come back and 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 review the next three episodes because I, it's it's like I'm reading like I looked up like analysis and I didn't read any of the articles. I just read headlines and it's like like feminist television and selfie and stuff like that where it's like. This is certainly not a great representation of feminist media. Um, so maybe it becomes that? I don't know. I want to like this show. I genuinely I do like, too. I do too. I, I'm, I'm worried that people are going to be like, oh, like they're just sitting on it because it's a, like a rom-com. It's not sci-fi. And like, no, that's not it. It's Tell just you a what, garbage guys, show I so love far. myself a good rom-com. I yeah. love myself a good rom com. That is I don't, not the reason. I don't typically like rom coms, but I I would not shit love on it them. if it was genuinely a good rom com. I know the conventions of the genre. I know what like you know. I can tell if if characters are shitty or not. It doesn't matter what genre they're sure. in. So, but yeah, no, it's just shitty. Like yeah, I, it's just not good. Um, so I'm gonna s- suggest an article from someone who did a better job. Than I did. It's uh, I'll include the uh, link uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, it's called 50 Years Later: Why My Fair Lady Is Better Than You Remember" by Charlotte Atler. It's on uh, Time.com. Um, it's a good breakdown of kind of what I'm talking about with My Fair Lady, and, and you can draw your own conclusions uh, from the comparison. Um, but other than that, do we have any housekeeping this week? Um... We do not have any new reviews. Okay, and uh, I got nothing. 
uh, one person told me that they they liked their Christmas card, which was real nice. Yay! yay. Hey, Evan. Yeah. I really I really liked my Christmas oh, card. Oh, yay! It's taking up some prime real estate on my fridge. <laughs> Is it the threatening side or the pleasant side? It's the pleasant side. Okay. I already subscribe to the show. Everyone in my house subscribes to the show, so I don't need to threaten anyone here. And um, hey, if you left us an iTunes review and would just like to get a virtual Christmas card, you can still email us. We'll still give it to you. We're not you don't get it physically anymore cuz you 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 missed that window, but we'll still email right. it to you. It's delightful. It's real cute. And I'm I'm going to say this on the podcast so that like it makes me have to do this. Um, I'm working on a special, just a, a little, little special present. Nothing physical. Just it's going to be online, uh, but a little present for our, uh, for our esteemed audience. Ooh, yeah. And uh, stay tuned for that. So now I'm saying it. So now I actually have to do it. Um, but I've been working on it a little bit, and I've got some. It's it's it'll be cute. It'll who be who won the poll, by the way, from last week? Oh, that's a that is a that is a great thing to look at. Um, uh, if you didn't see on Facebook uh, or remember from last week's episode, we, we did a poll on who had the better pitch for season two of uh, being human with Sam Witwer as the vampire. I snuck okay. one last goddamn vampire joke in. Y'all thought I was done. Got one more in. I live with we, you. It's never over. <laughs> I I was gonna say it's like knowing that it's never done. Like we 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 are very I'm, very attuned to that, Andy. Sometimes I look in the mirror, and I wonder if I'm as funny as I think I am. And do then you, do I you decide that you are. My reflection winks at me and goes, "Of course you are, you beautiful bastard." <laughs> I'm nice. hilarious. You may very also nice. be hallucinating. So. <laughs> Just be aware. I mean, I think you're oh. the one that has to be aware of that. I'm fine. Okay. So the uh, the votes total up. Ending pending. Not ending pending. We are ending Almost pending, Ronnie. We've been through two. this. We are ending pending. It's it's late, and I'm very tired. Um, ending. It's Jiminy Crickets. Almost Human Season 2. The Evil League of Evil received one vote. I shared Almost that on human. my Facebook. Come on, people. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, this might be pathetic, but I need right. to win. Uh, oh, Almost God. Human Season 2, Beyond the Wall, received three votes. Uh, so congratulations, Evan. Almost yeah. Human Season 2, Beyond the Wall, is the winning choice. I legit. Damn right it is. I, I hate you. I legit hate our audience. I hate them no, so much. No, don't say that. Um, Give me on, iTunes reviews. And make me win the polls. Come on. On Twitter, um, I posted the same poll. Um, it's a dead heat between Beyond the Wall and the Revolt. Uh, but I voted for the Revolt. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Evan won that one too. There's only two votes. I, sh- I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> You're making us sound real sad, Ronnie. You should have just said well, well, our audience you won is on pathetic. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I mean, I'm not so maybe pathetic, but that's maybe a thing right I'm now. trying to say is like maybe you should uh, maybe you should follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Maybe you should follow us on Twitter at Pending Pod. 
Maybe you should follow us on Instagram at EndingPending and send us emails at PendingPod at gmail.com. Ronnie, you, really you, you dingus, you you make us seem valuable when when you increase our perceived popularity. So just say that just say that we got lots of votes next time. Yeah, but there's only like 15 people that listen to this podcast, and they yeah. don't know how popular also, we are. Also, Ronnie, well, I really hope you don't like edit out my insults at our audience this week because I am I am I am no. Cheating. You've you've gotten on my case enough about that before. I'll keep them in. Good. They deserve to hear how disappointed I am. I wanted <laughs> to win so bad, and I I love getting them emails every week. I love I love I love hearing from our viewers and seeing new iTunes reviews and we got none this week and I I'm fummixed. They're not <laughs> tweeting at us cuz they're sitting in a in a book club playing the ukulele oh, and those, like homemade pop tarts. Dirty dirty weird people. Those creepy my love. Creepy people. No, they're uncomfortable. They're upsetting. I I mean I'm kind of uncomfortable. I'm an awkward person. Oh, fit right in with our audience. <laughs> I I legit don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it through all of selfie. Is that the name of this selfie? Yeah, that's the um, name of this. I might have to like throw in the towel halfway through and say, guys, let's just do Firefly. Oh no, Andy, no. Why? I mean, no for multiple reasons because like I want to keep watching selfie. Why? But but. You you know the rules, man. You know the rules. Are there rules Ooh. now? The, there's one rule. Uh, there are multiple rules because I get yelled at for cursing out our audience all the time. I mean, I, that's more of like I frown upon that. That's not like a hard and fast rule. Okay. But the one rule, we're never doing Firefly. <laughs>